Oh, hello friend. Come, join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and continue from where we left off. Last time, our group had an engagement at the abandoned warehouse, and initially Krenko escaped, which wasn't good, but through some deep-seated hatred and some terrifyingly good rolls, Baffer was able to capture and subdue Krenko. We were also able to escape the warehouse district in Midori Park, and are on our way to Griffin Heights, a neighborhood where the drop-off point has been arranged by Nassius Fenn, the person who gave the group their job. So, everyone, how do we want to get there? So, remind me again where in Ravnica we're at right now. So, you're probably just outside of Midori Park. Let me go to the full... Oh, let's find the full spread. Okay, I see it. That is really far. Yeah. Okay. So, we're over on kind of the southwestern side. Um, and I would say we're outside of Midori Park. I don't know in what direction we would have gone, because I feel like we were more towards the southern end. Yeah. Um, Looking at the map, and with Bartholomew's knowledge of the area, Foundry Street, if we go north... We'd have to pass through Foundry Street, which was Krenko's, like, his turf, which I yep. don't think we want to do. So it might be better for us to go along the southern part of Midori Park through Wayport to get up to Plaza West and then over to Griffin Heights. Yeah, I think going out the same way you guys came in would not be a bad choice. Go outside of the 10th District, cross over Deadbridge Chasm, go through Wayport... And then start making your way north. Well, that's north, more just plain east from there. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to try and do. Yeah, I don't really see a better way either. What do we um, want to do, guys, if Krenko wakes up? How do we want to respond to that? With not again. Damage? Since he's on your back, Balfour, I don't think you'll be able to knock him out again. I don't know how well Suri and I will be able to knock him out again. If we hit him at the same time, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Combined power. Yeah. Does anybody have any, like, drugs or any, like, anything to, like, put him in a more complicit state? I don't have anything of that sort. Yeah, I'm out of spell slots. Once we get into Wayport, we might be able to get our hands on a cart there. Possibly. Is am I correct in assuming that Wayport is Golgari territory? Jens? Wayport is a little bit more neutral. Okay. Um the Golgari are kinda down in the chasm itself. Okay. That's where a lot of their stuff is. A lot of their stuff is actually underground. Wayport's more of a neutral location. Would there be a fair amount of Golgari influence there though? On the lower levels, yeah. Okay. 
Um, there's also actually a subway station mm. in Wayport. Oh, that you guys might be able to utilize. That might actually be really helpful. Also, yeah. I just realized my monster hunter pack has a crowbar and a hammer in it, so I could use that to just knock him back out. Oh, sweet. Perfect. <laughs> and I think we're off. How do we want to go about having you guys just go across the city with a vigilante and, well, notorious figure under someone's cloak? <laughs> um, we can pretend that Baffer, or yeah, Baffer's very old with a big hunch in his back. Yeah, we could do that. I'm going to start out by just rolling a percentile. Okay. So, you guys are going to be able to get to the um, subway station. There's lack, There's not really much of a better term. There are essentially subways on Ravnica, as well as other pieces of modern technology. It's very much a fantasy noir. I mean, elevators, newspapers, all sorts of fun stuff goes on here. Um, but you guys will be able to get to the subway station undisturbed by Krenko or outside influence. Okay, cool. Nice. I assume we have to pay for tickets to ride the subway, or is it like a free city service? So, um... Oh my goodness, what is the name of the smaller denomination of coin? I know that it's silver in general terms on Ravnica itself, though. Zibs, that's what it Zibs. is. So, on Ravnica, um, there are Zibs, Zenos, and Orsov Alms coins. Zenos generally come in two separate varieties. Um, Boros printed and Azorius printed. With very little difference, they're accepted just about everywhere. Orsov Alm coins are essentially copper. Um, there are also... Um, well, no, wait. Let me look. Let me look. Let me not get this completely confused. Because I know if I mess it up now, the comment section is going to hate me for it <laughs> forever. Oh my goodness, where is it? Okay, come on. Maybe going to the table of contents would be useful. Ah, page nine. There we go. So, there are Zibs, Zenos, and Alms coins. So, there's one copper Zibs, 25 Zib pieces, which would be the equivalent of a silver, or a quarter, essentially, and gold Zenos. So zibs, there can be like silver zibs and copper zibs. Yep. Okay. And it's four oh. silver zibs to one gold zeno. And 25 copper zibs to one silver zib piece. How many copper again? Sorry. 25 copper 25. to the silver. Okay. So copper is essentially a penny. Silver is essentially a quarter. And gold is essentially a dollar, if we were to put it in real-world terms. Okay, gotcha. And then there are platinum and 
um, those are essentially $10 bills. Okay. There's other forms of currency as well, but just to make things easier in terms of tracking it on a character sheet and in terms of tracking it between worlds, just going to go with the zibs, the 25 zib pieces, and the gold coins, and then the $10 bills, basically. Okay. So silver, gold, and platinum, basically. Yep. Alrighty. So, entry onto the subway is, it's very much inexpensive. Um, it's less than one of the, the silver pieces. Okay. A silver piece would probably cover, two silver pieces would probably cover your full group. Okay. I'll front that. All right. So, on this subway, the subways are, they've got graffiti on them just like anywhere you would go. And a lot of it is either guild propaganda or guildless propaganda. Just saying down with the guilds or that sort of thing. And as you are on the subway, you're in a car that's not super packed, but there's a noticeable amount of people. And Krenko starts wriggling. Oh, no. It seems like he's starting to wake up. And Baffert, you notice it first. There's just a slight moaning going on on your back. Okay. Sorry. Use that crowbar. All right. <laughs> I go into the monster pack and look for the crowbar. <laughs> Find it easily enough. Oh, Balfour's, you're back and acting up again. I got, I got an itch right here. Can you just whack that for me? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just gonna, I just gotta get your crowbar. Roll a deception check for me, someone. <laughs> um, I'll have it be Bartholomew because you were the one who kind of came up with the gig, rather than just okay. say, "Oh, hit me." <laughs> um, <laughs> is it? Are they assisting me with, or is it just a straight roll for me? I'm going to say it's a straight roll because it doesn't seem like there's much in the way of deception. They they were going along with your story, but it, it's not convincing enough to me to have okay. it be with advantage. 15. A 15. A 15. Looking around, it's definitely, it's weird. Just someone saying... Oh, I've got an itch right here on my back. You just used the crowbar. <laughs> but it seems like with your story of the back acting up, it's conceivable. Especially with him um, basically walking around with a hunch. Yeah, basically. It's conceivable enough that the group is like, oh, whatever, I've heard weirder. <laughs> this is Ravnica. Yeah. Like, seriously, go walk through New York City for <laughs> a bit. You'll see something like this. All right. Before I take this swing, I kind of want to massage the back. Like, oh, is it? it's right here, right? Is this where it hurts? Yep. And you just, you find where Krenko is. Raise up the crowbar. Is this, like, one-handed, two-handed? How is this coming down? Um... <laughs> I was thinking two-handed. Suri's not that strong. So you bring it up behind your back. Slam down. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Dink! Rather than just a 
crumpling again. This time, there's an active scream. And... <laughs> oh, no. I need you... I want you to roll me a d4 and mm. add your strength modifier. I'm not going to roll to have you hit because we're assuming that you hit because you oh, went and found the right spot. I didn't say non-lethally. <laughs> um, I got a two with no strength modifier. Okay. And I actually, I said that there was a scream. I need to amend that because I'm thinking back to the first half of the session. And there was a roll that happened that was actually very important. As you find where Krenko is, you lift your crowbar up behind your back, you slam it down, and, well, there was a scream. It seemed like it cut off. I'm gonna, like, start crouching down to get down to Balfour's level with my and, like, say out loud, is that better? But once I get closer, I'm gonna whisper, is he still breathing? I tell if he's breathing. You can roll a perception check to see if he is. Sure. Um, because you were on kind of a busy subway, I want you to roll a disadvantage. Alright. And, in fact, just to see that he's alive, it, are you rolling more to, are you trying to see if he's breathing, or are you trying to look for signs of life? I'm kind of trying to feel if I can feel any breath on my back. But then also, okay, like, that would be a perception his... check rather than medicine. Okay. First roll was a 13. Second roll, wow. Second roll was 13, so total is going to be 15. Not bad. You, you've been feeling of this, frankly, stinky goblin breath on your back for most of this journey. The moan was noticeable. At this point, you're not feeling any movement of air on the back of your neck. Oh, no. Oh. How close are we to the end, like the next stop on the subway? You're probably pretty close. Um, it would probably be in 10th District Plaza that this thing would let out. Okay. I'm going to... Do you relay to me that you, don't, you can't feel him breathing? Yeah, I'll, I'll relay that to you. Okay. I'm going to straighten back up and be like, I think the next stop is ours. And I have a plan once we get there, but I don't want to do anything. So conspicuous. So conspicuous, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you get off at the next stop. And you're on the subway platform. You can make your way out if you would like. Um, what's the plan right now? Once we're off the subway, I'm going to pull Balfour and Suri to the side, trying to be as out of view as possible. And I'm going to reach in under the cloak and cast Healing Word on Cranko. Healing Word needs to target a living creature. Damn it, I was hoping that... Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh my goodness. At least according to my knowledge. Oh, this is great. Oh no. Yeah. Is so there's no like chance for us to try and stabilize him or anything that he's gone gone. That sort of chance would have been in the subway immediately afterwards. Dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. 
I was afraid that if I healed him, he would wake up and like start making a fuss. Oh no! <laughs> this is not good. Back, back home, the elves had their ways of healing people and sometimes bringing them back from the dead. If if the guy who contracted us, if they're as connected as they think they are, they should probably have some way of bringing Franco back. If it's necessary. Hopefully they do. I'm so sorry. I swear I tried to hold back. Hey, no, that was good. That was a good hit, man. Good job. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not your fault, Suri. That was is my fault for not acting faster. Let's um, continue on, I guess. At least now we don't have to worry about him giving us any grief. Hopefully this isn't too bad. Honestly, now that I don't have that breath, coming up into my nose i'm a lot happier it's going a lot better <laughs> there's a noticeable improvement to balfour's mood <laughs> it really is oh man so here's something that my guess is bartholomew would know but the other two of you probably would not there are various groups on ravnica that are willing to do healing there's certain members in the selesnia in the Golgari, the Orsav would probably the mo be the most willing to make a deal, but they generally come with some pretty steep cost. Mm -hmm. From so, are we in? Let me pull up my map again. Did you, are we in Plaza South? Is that where we're at? You are currently actually in Tenth District Plaza, which is actually right off from the Orsav's Guildhouse, their their main place. Right up near New Prague. No. No. So if you look it's back at the map, y'all are in tenth district plaza. It's in between Plaza East and Plaza West. Oh, I don't it's just to the east of Orsova. Oh, it's kind of near oh, the hall oh, of the oh, guild okay. pact. I see it now, yeah. Or oh, so we're like right outside Orsova. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. My so Bartholomew's gonna sit there and think for a moment, he's gonna say I know some people closer to my apartment who would be able to help but they're a bit far and he's gonna like look slowly across the street over at Orsova and just groan to himself like, ugh. I know someone here though that might be able to help follow me and I'm gonna lead the way to Orsova looking for Orpheus okay let me see if I heard this right you're looking for Orpheus yeah I guess it does become a question of is he actively on the job? Because unlike Matram Sweet, another contact that we met previously, Orpheus is very much alive. Matram's dead. So he's kind of there whenever you need him. Orpheus, though, it also is a question of what time of day this is. I believe that is a good question. That in our second episode, we said that it was late morning, early afternoon. So by this point, it would probably be about the time that people are getting off of work. So actually, as you are making your way over to Orsova, on his way out, you end up seeing a man with a cutting figure. Very regal looking robes. I mean, almost gaudy. Lots of gold coins. Um, 
and these seem to be like the more expensive coins that the Orsov make in chains, almost like a rosary. Coming out is someone you recognize, Orpheus. Looks at you, Bartholomew, and he says, Ah, the storyteller. Hello, Orpheus. Seem to have caught you as you're on your way out. Do you have some time to give yes. me a hand? Do I have time to give you a hand? Or at the very least, can you point me to someone who can? What sort of service do you require? I'm going to look... Bartholomew's going to look around. He's going to get up closer to Orpheus to whisper in his ear, if he lets him. And he's going to say, Resurrection. Ah, and his face lights up with that. Looking at you, he says, I believe I do know someone. However, it will cost you. What kind of cost are we talking? Monetary or something else? Oh, there are always different methods of payment. It depends on what you have available. Is there somewhere more private we can discuss this? Absolutely. Come in, come in. And he ushers you all in. And I'm telling you, even just describing him, I'm getting the creeps. Yeah. I was going to say, Suri and Bartholomew, as Bartholomew, or not Suri and Bartholomew, Suri and Balfour, it's probably pretty evident to them as Bartholomew is talking to this guy that he is not happy about having to involve this individual. It definitely would feel like this is... Bartholomew went with this option because he didn't know of any others. So he lead So... Coming in to Orsova, this is a absolutely magnificent, massive cathedral. Flying buttresses, stained glass, everything is completely decadent. Almost as if the builders, the Orsov Syndicate, want you to think, oh wow, I really want to be with these guys. I want to be in the know. And he leads you into a smaller off-side area, but still pretty tall ceiling. It's relatively closed off. And he says, we should be safe here. Now, you said you required resurrection services. Yes. What sort of nature is this? A recent death? Something much deeper, older? Recent, within the hour or two. And let us discuss cost before we go much further. That's my thought exactly. How many zenos would you be asking for this? If that were to be the payment <laughs> method. Uh, zenos. Simply for the service or for my silence as well? Both. Well, keep me from saying too much because I'm guessing that you wouldn't come to me unless it was of great importance. I would say at minimum 100 Xenos. For the service itself, at minimum you're going to need he does some mental calculations 
I would say at least 150 for the service itself. We could do a much easier, less complicated, not necessarily resurrection, but something to make the passing easier. And that would be, I would say, probably 50. No, we most certainly need him alive. What other payment methods did you have in mind? Well, you seem so interested in stories. I would want to know yours. I know that you're not from the 10th district, at the very least. What guild do you serve? Whose plans are you taking part in? I can do that. And he seems very much taken aback by this. Really? Yeah. I can answer all of those questions. You've been so tight-lipped in our previous engagements. Let's just say that this is very important. And I'm gonna move over to Balfour and lift up the cloak to show Orpheus Cranko's body. And his eyes go completely wide. I'm sorry. You want us to resurrect that? Yes. Is that a problem? Or is my story I just didn't not take that you for the sentimental you? type. Well, then you obviously don't know me at all. Oh, now I'm very curious. And with that, he ends up leading you. Um, Skylar. Yes. I want you to tell me high or low. Low. Actually, no. Oh. Um. It's just, it's it's a question of which contact are we going to meet up with? Because there's two different ways to go about this. Okay. Orpheus looks at you. Mm -hmm. Looks at Krenko, who we called a thing. Or Sover, very pretentious. Mm -hmm. And he says, wait here one moment. I will see if they're here. And he leaves the room. You guys have a moment to discuss, if you would like. Okay. I'm going to cover Cranko up again. I'm For once, Bartholomew's not going to say anything. He's, he just... If anyone looks at him, he is not hiding the, like, contempt and just disgust he has for Orpheus. Now that Orpheus is gone, of course. He was trying to hide it before, but... How do you know this guy? He approached me. He start, He heard rumors about me throughout town, and he approached me one day and has been trying to figure me out ever since. He seems quite dangerous. Most of the Northside are, in my experience. I don't trust him, but the next best option is even farther across town than Griffin Heights, so we'd be risking a lot even trying to get there. I just hope I didn't make a mistake in coming here. We'll find out. A few minutes pass. Orpheus comes back. And with him is a human. Suri, you recognize this guy as he walks in. <laughs> chills run up my spine. Suri, you met this individual. And they were trying to kind of convert you to the Orsov. But it never really sunk in for you. It didn't feel mm -hmm. like quite a right fit. You've always had an interesting relationship with your 
patron. And the Orsov seem to take it to a, a very extreme level where it's not just relationships, it's what can I get out of you? It, like how Orpheus was really doing. And so when Mike Birick walks in, you're just like, oh, crap. Mike, uh, what was his last name? Mike Birick. When I see him, I'm probably just going to try to conceal my face a bit more and stand behind uh, whoever's nearest, probably Baffer. Well, he's oh, yeah. shorter okay. than you, so if you want to hide yourself, you might want to get behind Bartholomew. So, Mike walks in, right behind Orpheus. And Mike looks at the group, looks at Krenko, and he says, this is the one. Orpheus nods. He's so excited to get the scoop as to who Bartholomew is. And Mike calls on a name that none of you have really heard before, Cassiella, and invokes this entity's name, waves his staff over Krenko's body, which I'm assuming at this point is off of Baffer's back, but still tied up. And you see that the burns on Krenko's body from the alchemist's fire, the trauma that was dealt to his legs, everything seems to twist, bend back into its proper shape as Mike casts Resurrection. Oh, not Resurrection. What? Come on. Brain. Third level spell. Is it Revivify? Revivify. There we go. I'm so on point. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Lower level resurrection. So. Oh, wait, no. Revivify requires that it's within a minute, doesn't it? Um, it might need to be resurrection. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Argue in the yeah, comments Revivify below. Revivify is you touch a creature that has died within the last minute. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm figuring that we do want this to be a genuine resurrection. Yeah. Well, this is super fun then. And Bartholomew did mention to Orpheus that the body had been, that Krenko had been dead for over an hour, maybe two. So that information was out there when they made the deal. So I said it right the first time. It was resurrection. And you can see that there's some displays of wealth that are inside of the walls tubes, that sort of thing. And you can see that there's a noticeable, audible shuffle of that wealth changing volume as part of the material cost of this. Interesting. But yeah, and Krenko, his eyes dart open, looks around, and he is trying to scream behind this gag of his. Um, Balfour, you want to take care of him? Yeah. Might need to be restrained. He, he is he's restrained. tied still. Oh, okay. But, and Balfour, let's try not to kill him this time. Uh -oh. Um, is is Balfour? I mean, he was a guard, you know, of the city. He had military training. He can not like you know put someone in a chokehold and make them pass out without killing them, right? Like, that's within his wheelhouse, I would assume. 
I would say roll a medicine check to see if you can get the right handholds for this. That is a seven total. As you go grab your hands basically around his throat, because it's really, it's a balance for you between we need to keep him alive, I have a bloodthirsty rage hatred against these guys, your rage ends up taking the better part of you, and you just start choking him out. I'm assuming that your companions pull you off of Krenko, mm-hmm. and Mike looks at you guys, and he says, Oh, this merry band of misfits. He swings his cane, he swings his staff again over Krenko. And Krenko's eyes flutter, close, and he is out. Bartholomew will step back and I, Mike and Orpheus, and he'll say, well, I appreciate the help. I want to be clear that that was not asked for, and thus I do not have to pay for it. It is understood. Then thank you. Mike looks at Orpheus. Orpheus, somewhat dejected, nods. (laughs) Mike looks back at you all. Are there any other services that I can do for you? That will be all. Thank you. Very well. Wonderful to see you again. You're looking at Surrey. Good to see you too, Mike. <laughs> Bartholomew's going to raise an eyebrow at that, but not say anything. Very well. I will be off. Orpheus, I leave them to you. Mike leaves the room. Orpheus remains. and He looks a little bit cowed. Almost like he was calling on one of his betters. Ooh. That that tells Bartholomew, that gives me a little better idea of just how valuable my story is to this guy. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. For the audience, the Orsoff Syndicate is very, very hierarchical. And you don't call in favors lightly. These guys, it's basically take a super corrupt church, put in the mafia, and dial it to 11. (laughs) Yeah, there's a cost for everything, and it's usually more than you want to pay. So once uh, once Mike leaves, uh, I assume we start helping get... Cranko back onto Balfour's back and once he's all settled Bartholomew's going to turn to Orpheus and he's going to say I know we had a deal is it okay if I return at a later time to fulfill my end of it? I figured as much depend, considering the circumstances besides I don't want this one it looks very pointedly at the now hunch of Balfour's back Mm-hmm. I don't want that one here for as I want that one here for as short of a time as we can arrange. I will return tomorrow to fulfill my end of the bargain. Very well. And and with that, you're taken out of Orsova, if you guys would like that, and you can continue on your journey. Yeah, Bartholomew's going to usher the group out and away from Orsova as quickly as possible. 
He does not want to be there any longer than he has to. I'm right with you. <laughs> you just have to get okay. to Griffin Heights. Yep. And there's relatively little incident at this point going between Orsova and Griffin Heights. Um, you blend into the crowd. It's uneventful. As you start making your way closer to Griffin Heights, go ahead, roll a perception check. 15. Alpha, Alpha rolled an 11. I got a 9. <laughs> so, Surrey, Baffer, the two of you, it's been a relatively long day. And not only that, there's been some very interesting stuff that's been going on between going to Orsova and just with Krenko in general. Bartholomew, now more so than ever, you are keeping a very close eye out. Mm -hmm. You don't want anything to happen to Krenko. You are so close to getting this done. You're like, can we just drop him off, be done, and that way I can think, collect my thoughts, and figure out what parts of my story I need to tell Orpheus tomorrow. And as you're doing that, you catch, just out of the corner of your eye, someone ducks behind an alleyway. But where they were standing, there's a faint glowing blue object. It looks almost like a slip of paper. Interesting. Okay. He's going to slip away from the group for a moment and head over to the paper. But he's not going to touch it necessarily. He's going to look at it first and see what's going on. He feels drawn to it in the sense of like he feels like that was meant for him. But he doesn't trust it necessarily given the circumstances. As you look at that there's a message written out in common that says we freed Karenko for a reason. Don't trust Nassius Fenn. Oh no! Oh! Character dilemmas. No! Bartholomew's just gonna stare at that message for a good long while thinking, trying to figure out what do I do here? What does, how is Suri and Balfour reacting to his slipping away? I would have probably just followed you over there. Yeah. Okay. So I assume and you guys have read the message too. Probably. Something interesting actually is Bartholomew, you're able to completely read this. Mm -hmm. Baffer and Suri, you two see that there's a iridescent blue it looks like a paper but it's a magical effect but okay. there's nothing on it so they'll they'll see that bartholomew's staring at this and his eyes are moving in a way that he is obviously reading something and as, after a moment of reading his his eyebrows kind of knit together and a look of concern and confusion crosses his face and he starts to like absentmindedly rub his chin and his beard, like trying to think, like, what do I do here? He's completely unaware that 
only he can read it. So, I would, I would think that Suri would see you reading the paper, so she just asks, oh, what does it say? But can you not read it? It's right there. Show it to me again? He'll, like, pick it up this time and show it to her. It just and looks... once again, there's nothing on it. It's blank. That makes the concern take over more than the confusion. He says, It says they released Cranko for a reason. Don't trust Nassius. I look at Baffer's hunch. How long have you known Nassius, Bartholomew? I only just met him today. I don't know him at all. Well, how did where did this note come from? I saw a person over here, and they left. But as they left, the note was there. And I just I felt like it was meant for me, so I came to look. Yeah, this was intentionally dropped on us. Yeah. Mm. Is there like an alleyway that he would have? This person would have darted down, or something that Balfour can like take a glance down, see if anyone's looking at us. You take a glance, and you don't see anyone. Hmm. Is anybody watching us right now? Go ahead, roll a perception check. It's probably getting well into the night by now, isn't it? Ooh, it's ooh, getting to be 20. evening. It's not quite dusk. Okay. Natural I just rolled 20. a natural 20. Heck yeah. So Plus natural 20. 22 total. 22. Ooh. I guess this calls for a good amount of stealth checks. Looking around... You can see up across the street from where you all, from where this corner is that you are standing in. There's an individual that's sitting almost like Spider-Man pose on the roof. Cloak slightly fluttering behind them. I'll point him out, but I'll just kind of, I'll turn my back to him and just say, Hey guys, take a look over my shoulder at that roof there. And as you jerk your thumb up, the other two of you look, and if there was someone there, they're gone. Oh. Ducked back behind. I don't see anyone. That's There's him? nobody up there. Oh, crap. Alright, we're being watched for sure, then. There was a figure up there a minute ago. Given the rumors I've heard in my time here, the note, the person, this feels very reminiscent of stories I've heard of the Demir. Hmm. Do you think they're the ones that released Krenko? After this, with this note, I, I think so. And according to this, they had a reason. Nassius told us not to question Krenko, but I'm starting to think we should even more. Oh, I forgot that he said that. How, how much longer do we have till the deadline? Is that a question for me or Bartholomew? Uh, both, I, I guess. I don't know the answer, so I don't remember yeah. if there was a deadline. The assumption was that as soon as you guys would have gotten Krenko, that you would have handed him over as soon as possible to Nassius. The fact that you guys have set up and arranged a meeting place, your guess is that Nassius will be waiting there. We have, what, so there's... four hours before dark? 
I would say at this point an hour or two before dark. Um, here, let's go down this alleyway. I want to let's wake Cranko up. I want to talk to him. In an alleyway? I don't know. Is there anywhere else that we can go? Yeah. I mean, we'll be. We could just. Here's my idea. If I I've got a bad feeling about this now. We should just meet up with Nassius tomorrow morning. Tell him that transporting Krenko wasn't safe at night because there were people out looking for him. We had to lay low. And we'll just meet him in the morning after we question Krenko. He might try to send his uh, help after us if that's the case, though. How far well, into should've... Griffin Heights are we at this point? Are we in Griffin Heights, or are we somewhere um, close? Considering where you left from, I would say... So you guys probably left... I would say you're probably near that statue of Argus Kros. Arg- Argus Kos. Okay. Agras Kos. Oh, wow. So... It's probably about the same sort of distance to Griffin Heights as it is to Bartholomew's apartment. Okay. If we I wanted know. somewhere decisions, decisions. If we wanted somewhere to hide out that was not Bartholomew's apartment, if we're trying to hide out overnight and question him, I do know someone in the Trans Guild Promenade that might be able to find us a safe place for the night. Hmm. I tend to agree with that course of action. I and I definitely don't not... want Cranko in my home, because then he knows where to target if we do end up releasing him. If that's not close enough, I also know a place where we could lay low for a night. Transguild Promenade is just right south next... of where we are. Yeah. Probably about the same well, distance in the Griffin Heights, maybe just a little farther. Transkill Promenade goes across the whole of the map, kind of east-west, oh. well, south to east. And so, um, Buffer, who is it? What is it that you're thinking of? Thinking of David Raposa, the mercenary. So, if, if I can pay him to guard or transport, I might be able to pay him to help find some lodging that's safe a little bit of a different sort of service than what you're thinking of, but I like the idea. Um, Savina Lunaris might be an idea if that's what you're going for. Okay. She's in what, the second precinct? Yes. Um, she would probably be just a little bit past where um, Muse House is. And where is, where is this person you know of, Surrey? So, it's in... West Plaza Precinct 1. So yeah, probably about the same sort of distance, but going kind of backtracking. Yeah, it's over by the Guild Pact. And where was um, Balfour's contact again? A little bit past where your house is, probably up towards the Great Concourse. Okay. She is uh, Slesna. Slesna affiliated if that makes any difference oh i'm 
very friend. I'm I'm good friends with some people in Vesalesnia. He's a druid uh, that has kind of become an acquaintance of mine. Reminds me of home. Hmm. I don't know which one do we think would be better. Plaza West, I feel like it would probably be closer since we'd have to be going past my house to go up to the Selesnia. But it would take us past the Guild Pact, the hall, the oh. Chamber of the Guild Pact. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea then. Well, there are definitely routes that you could take that avoid the Chamber of the Guild yeah. Pact. Um, so actually, yeah, if we lie low close to it and then... It would be convenient if we decide that Nassius is more trustworthy than this mystery note. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the decision that you guys need to make at this point. That's true. <laughs> is Do you guys want to go drop off Krenko right away? Do you want to go up to Bartholomew's house? Do you want to go to visit with a contact of Baffers? Or do you want to go meet with a contact of Surrey's? Balfour and Suri, these people that you know, how much can we trust them? Yeah, and how much do I trust Savina? The Selesnia are, for the most part, willing to work with just about anyone. There are very few um, races on Ravnica that are not in their ranks. Goblins, however are one of those few exceptions. And if they were to know that you were harboring Krenko, it would very it would it's a very high likelihood that the Selesnia would either kill Krenko or who even knows. Bring them into a guild plan or something. Okay, so maybe not Savina this time. Alright. What about you, sir? Who is your contact, sir? I think mine should be pretty safe if that's the case. Um, it's We'd be going to a bar. Uh, the person I know, his name is Cynthia. She's actually she's uh, pretty much a specialist when it comes to hiding people. It sounds exactly like what have we any, Does she have any guild affiliations? Uh, no. So it's perfect. Okay. I'm all for that, then. I, I think say that might be the we plan, go find then. her and then question Cranko. All right. So I will lead the way to... Or, yeah, I guess I'll lead the way to hopefully like a back route to the stress swindler. Okay. So I want for there to be a group stealth check as you guys are going through the first precinct. Up until that point, it's relatively, I would say, safe, but you guys do have the feeling that you're being watched. 17. But in 17? Uh-huh. Flat 10. Yeah, a 15. Oh, at disadvantage, though. Let me roll again. Uh, 10 total. Okay. Ooh, it's kind of interesting. How do I implement that? We'll figure it out. So, going through the first precinct, the roads are less orderly, and the Orsov, though they 
very much enjoy order. It's not in the same way that the Azorius do. The, the Azorius are very much like straight roads, absolute corners, will have plazas, places with fountains, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, the Orsov, they like order more so that they can get the better end of many deals. And so, coming through into West Plaza, you cross over a courtyard, and as you get into the courtyard, there's a slight sound of weeping, but it, it, you see nothing as you make your way across. All right. As we're walking through, I tell everybody to watch their pockets. <laughs> and I have my hand in my pocket. Yeah, okay. I'm going to start being a little more careful about my gear and valuables as well. No other incidents of note happen as you make your way into West Plaza and to the Stressed Swindler. Now, the Stressed Swindler is its very much off of a just a tiny little road, actually not terribly far from where Krenko's initial escape happened. And as you go, you go down a set of stairs to a landing. Sir, you knock on the door. There's a little slide bar that opens. And looking out, you see the eyes of Cynthia. The slide bar closes. She opens the door, says, Surrey? How's it going, Cynthia? It's been far too long, my friend. You guys get into the stressed swindler. And you have Krenko. He's still asleep after a spell was cast on him by Mike. And Cynthia looks at you, Surrey, and says, you found some new friends. Yeah, they're they're pretty good people most of the time. You should glance at Baffer. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty good most of the time myself. You're absolutely welcome. I'm more than willing to help out a friend of mine. Yeah, so we have this uh we're just uh looking to lay low for a night cuz we have this kind of Thing, and I kind of like lift up Baffer's cloak to show uh, the passed out Krinko. And Cynthia starts saying, don't let, and then you just lift up the cloak and she's like, okay, now I know. Oh, there's <laughs> going to be so many questions. Anyway, I've got, I can absolutely hold you up for the night. And for you, my friend, no charge. Oh, that's very kind of you. I've got entertainment, I've got drink, whatever you need. And if you need privacy, looking at the cloak again, I can arrange that too, so long as you don't act stupid. <laughs> that would be very helpful, thank you. That's exactly what we need right now. Perfect. Goes behind the bar, hands you a key from underneath, and says third door all right so should we... so you guys have a room available do you want to do you want to question krenko right away or do you want to save that for next session i think that's something we can save for next session 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. It might help for us to take a rest anyway before we wake him up. Yeah. I say well, with time to think of good points. questions for him too. Yeah. All right. So we'll go ahead. We'll end off there in the stressed swindler in the first precinct with some interesting, maybe revelations, maybe hearsay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you all for joining us in this episode of Fireside Dice. This podcast is produced by Realms of Roleplaying, and all music used in this program is produced by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. We'll see you all in the next episode.